0: This is the Raise Your Authority Podcast, the place for high-achieving women to step up and stand out in their industry as the authority. I'm your host, Chrissy Ferreira, the authority coach, mom, wife, business owner, recovering people pleaser, and your marketing hype girl. Let's dive in. Where did the term raise your authority come from? What does it mean? And why is it important? Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Raise Your Authority podcast. And I want to talk about the source of the name of this podcast. Like where did it come from? And why have I been using this term for over a year and a half now? So if you've been following me for a while, you know that I have pivoted multiple times in my business. I am not exaggerating. I've pivoted a lot. I started My first like business side hustle back in 2015. I was in college and I was about a year from a year away from being done. And I came across a beach body coach. And this was like my first introduction to business. I never really thought that I was even remotely designed to run a business, that it was even in the cards for me. I was just You know, I aged out of the foster care system at 18, was on my own, started school two years after high school, was determined to get my college degree. I ended up getting a bachelor's in psychology, but I was in year five of college because I was going part-time and because I had to work full-time. I mean, I had an apartment with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, and I was about a year away from being done with college. And for me, it was like, I was just going to get a stereotypical like job after I graduated I was thinking about being a counselor, family counselor, or a social worker, uh, was was thinking about going for my master's degree, and I didn't really have, like, this goal in mind of, like, how much money I wanted to make, I just wanted to survive, I was, like, in survival mode, I felt like, as long as my life doesn't look like my parents, and I have a place to live, and I have a car, and I'm happy and healthy, like, that's it, I wasn't born, or I wasn't... Designed to be rich, like that wasn't even in my mind. Like, that's not even possible for me. Maybe my kids, maybe the next generation, but I came from a generation of like drug addicts and you know, homelessness and shelters and abuse. I'm just breaking that cycle. And so, you know, I used to be told, I was told all the time, you know, for someone who went through all that, you're doing pretty great. And looking back, it was so insulting because it was it diminished my success. And it made me think small that I just had to get out of survival mode and I was fine. And so in 2015, I was introduced to this thing about Facebook and a Facebook group. I was trying to lose weight for my wedding and she was a beach body coach. And then she introduced, you know, the, the business to me and she had this upline. Her name is Andrea Crowder. And I watched Andrea Crowder's story and she is the person who actually influenced me to start a business. She shared her story about where she started and where she was, and she had a six-figure business, and I saw myself in her. I saw myself in her story, and it opened up my eyes to this new possibility of, like, why not me? Like, why not? And so from there, I <laughs> I'm laughing because I went through so many business ventures. I did Beachbody. I did Melaleuca. I did I did, oh my gosh, I decided at one point I was going to sell Avon. I, <laughs> I also started a maternity clothing line. Uh, I know it's so random. And then I also uh, sold skincare and then I sold makeup for a couple years. And makeup actually did pretty well. And it's actually one of the ways I was actually able to start building my community online was selling makeup through Red Aspen and then through uh, Farm from Oste. And so I learned a lot about social media marketing, you know, from the trainings and experience. And, you know, I made money. I made money for every single one that I did. I did make money, but it was like super side hustle money. Like it was nothing extravagant. I made the most money with the makeup business because I went hardcore with those. Back in 2018, I had met someone who was a business coach and it influenced me to be a mindset coach. And I giggle because I was a psychology major, and I felt like that was an area that I could focus on. And so I started working with this coach. This was my first business coach that I ever invested in. And she's actually no longer a coach. She is a police officer now. But kudos to her for, you know, shifting to what she wants to do. But she helped me start up my coaching business. And I did get some clients. But I got a little too far ahead of myself and I got a high ticket client and I was like, no, I'm going to do this full time. And I quit my job, which was crazy. Like I just went up and just quit my job because I was miserable at my job. I was a behavior therapist at the time doing in-home therapy and I was not getting paid very well. I was constantly on the road. Just I did not like the work I was doing. It was very mentally draining and physically exhausting. And I decided to quit, which was, which was a mistake. Looking back, which was a mistake. And so I left my job really quickly and ended up getting another job a couple months later. And I decided like to put my business on pause for a while because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I went back, I ended up getting I got pregnant with my son, which was a positive thing. And I decided, you know what, I'm gonna focus on this pregnancy. And I sold makeup again. I went back to selling makeup again and continued to build my 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 community online. Fast forward. To 2019, towards the end of 2019, I was working at the school department and uh, my son was about uh, nine months around this time. This is around like November, December of 2019. And one of my friends that I had met in the realms of like all these different businesses, she was, she had a social media management business and it was doing pretty well. So, you know, I reached out to her and I was like, you know, what is it that you're doing? Because I had this new desire to be home with my son. I was working at the school department and I was in the cycle of like every day felt the same to me. I'd get my son ready in the morning. I was breastfeeding at the time. And if you know anybody that exclusively pumps, which means they don't nurse exclusively pump, it's like a full-time job. And so I'd have to wake up before my son pump, get him up. Feed him and rush to go drop him off um, at the sitter. then go to the school, be with kids all day, which was fun. It was a fun job, but it was mentally draining as well. And then I'd go pick up my son and then I'd have a couple hours with him and try to hurry up and get like the house ready, like, you know, cleaned and dinner made and. My husband got home late most nights and we had opposite days off because the sitter could only watch him three days a week and we couldn't afford daycare. So that was our only option. And I just felt like I didn't really have days off with my husband. I felt like I didn't have much time with my son. I felt like I was missing my And and I I was feeling like a sense of postpartum depression at the time. I started gaining weight and feeling really depressed. And so when I saw her in the business that she started, I was like, you know what? I really want to be home with my son. I need an opportunity to be able to to do this. So I asked her, how did she get started? What was she doing? And so she told me about a program that she joined. She was working with this woman named Alma Bradford, who I ended up working with down the road. That's how she started a business. And I didn't want to jump into anything. I was working, you know, I already felt like very overwhelmed. And but I started dipping my toes into it, started doing some research and I even asked a family member of mine who has a online fitness um, program, can I practice like, you know, running your social media page? She said, of course, who, who's going to say no to, to free labor, but she wanted to help me out. So I started practicing with her account for a couple of months, you know, figured out what type of content was working for her, figured out like a relationship of like, you know, what she was going to do, what I was going to do, a to of stats and stuff like that on Instagram. And so that's how I got started behind the scenes, wasn't planning on like going hardcore into the summer. But as we know, in 2020, something crazy happened. (laughs) And we were forced to work from home, I was forced to work from home, we're doing distance learning. And my, my husband was an essential worker. So he, he couldn't stay home. So I was still working, my husband was still working, my husband's job, cut his hours down to 20 hours a week instead of the 50 plus more that he was working before and our income went like in half in a matter of a week and I was about to lose my income over the summer because they were canceling the summer program that I was depending on money from I couldn't collect unemployment because I was still employed and so I within like a couple of weeks I felt like I was drowning I had this my son just turned one years old the pandemic hit like the week of his first birthday and we had to cancel his birthday party I was stressed, right? And I already told you guys like I was experiencing some postpartum. I started gaining weight. I just, I wasn't happy. And I, now with the financial thing, I felt like I was drowning. And so I felt this push, like, okay, I'm going to try the social media business. But there was this thing in the back of my mind where I had already done so many different business adventures. And, you know, my my audience had seen it. I did the makeup. I did the beach body. I did the clothing. And I felt this thing like, you know, now it's just something new. Is my audience going to take me seriously? Are people going to take me seriously? Is this a waste of time? Is this a waste of money? You know what I mean? And so I decided, you know what? I don't have a choice. First of all, I need to take care of my, I want to help take care of my family. I've got to do something. I'm going to take the chance. And so I created a post on Facebook and Instagram And I usually share the post every year. So in March is when this happened. So I'll usually share the post then because it was pretty iconic, but I had a lot of great response from the post. I was super honest about, you know, what I was doing. And I actually had someone comment on that post and book a call with me for the very next day. I had no idea what my social media packages were going to be, by the way, and no idea what I was going to charge, what that was going to involve. But on the call with her, we talked. I created something custom and I found a contract online that I could use. Like literally, this was like beginner status guys. And she signed it, sent me the invoice and she was my first client. And it was amazing. And from that moment on, I realized like, that's how I'm going to approach everything. I'm going to like approach it messy. I'm just going to like own what I'm doing and not worry about judgment. And from there, I started advertising myself. I went from working with her in April, because it April and May. And June was the last month she worked with me. And then I went down to zero clients. And then I was like, Oh, my gosh, well, what am I going to do now? And so, so from there, I ended up hiring Ellen Bradford took her um, launch your agency course, then jumped into her group program. And I quickly started gaining clients, like I literally like gained two clients right away, then four, then six, And I found myself at the end of August with a decision to make because I actually had replaced my income at the school department at that point. And I loved being home with my son. Like I had finally been able to do what I've been wanting to do is be home with my child. He was um, almost a year and a half at that point. And being home with him just felt right. And I I didn't want to let that go. But there was also this fear of, like, okay, well, what if I don't get any more clients? You know, what if these clients don't renew when they renew their contract? I don't want to go back to how I was feeling, you know, six months ago where we weren't making enough money. My husband did get his hours back at that point. So we were doing better with that. So I made a very, 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 very scary decision and decided to put my notice into the school department. And <laughs> some of you may be listening to this and you're like, yeah, that's amazing. Okay. Well, I didn't sit there and like announce it online and make it into this big thing. You know, when a lot of people quit their job, they they celebrate online. I didn't, I felt sick for like two months, like, me- like stomach wise and mental wise, like what the hell did I just do? But I kept going. Right. And from there, I grew from a social media manager to an agency owner because I got such an influx of clients that I couldn't handle it on my own. So I ended up eventually hiring one then two then three. We ended up having three people on my team. We had a graphic designer, a copywriter, and another social media manager to help me manage these clients. And so for about another year, for about another like 9 months, things were going really great. I was making really good money. I was happy with my team, I was, you know, but it got to a point where I was working a lot. Like I was staying up to like two o'clock in the morning every day and trying to get this client work done. Clients were really needy. I didn't really set many boundaries because I'm going to be honest with you. I took on anybody who wanted to work with me at that point because I was just trying to prove myself. I was still like in newbie mode. Who am I to say no? Who am I to judge? I was still figuring out who I wanted to work with, what services I wanted to provide. It was still like a lot of trial and error, but that led to working with people that treated me like crap or didn't respect boundaries or would just so be picky. It was ridiculous. Okay. Looking back, I can say which clients were a nightmare. Okay. And not all of them, but there were quite a handful that made the experience very daunting and made me want to quit. So then we get to spring of 2021. This is where we're at right now. Spring of 2021. And I'm starting to feel these feelings. We ended up selling our first home and buying a new one that we were renovating. So if you guys know anything about the market back then, still like that a little bit, but back then it was like, if you got a seller, you sold. And it took forever to find another house. And so we ended up selling our house before we closed on our next one. So we had to stay with a family member while that transition was happening, but we also bought a fixer upper, which was a good thing, but it was gonna take time. At least two months for our contractor to do to do all the things because we're gutting out our kitchen, replacing all the flooring, renovating the bathrooms. Yeah, there was a lot to do, painting all the trim, taking off all the doors. Like there was a lot of work to be done, which should have only really taken about two months. Well, we're staying with family and you know, which became difficult trying to run my business in someone else's house with my son home. Like, it was kind of a nightmare. So I was still staying up till two o'clock in the morning getting work done. Okay. Well, we ended up having a loss in the family. My brother-in-law passed away, Orlando, and it was very sudden, very, he was very young. It was very tragic. And we were staying with him. Like he's who we were living with back then. We were staying with him while we were waiting for a house to be renovated. And so my husband lost his brother and I, and I lost like i lost a brother because i've been my husband for so long since i was 16 years old and i've known him for over a decade and so it was a really big loss and it it was really hard that time was just impossible and at that point i realized like i can't i can't support my husband through his grief my own grief deal with my own depression and stay up to two o'clock in the morning every single day and be a good mom like it was too much on my shoulders back then And I was not handling it well, I ended up hiring another coach and I decided, you know what, I want to transition into consulting. I had a couple clients at that time who were asking me for consulting services. They wanted more support around their business and their marketing and how to show up and sales rather than just the done for you social media. So I had already built out some new contracts with some of my clients around those additional services. And I loved it. I made more money. First of all, doing it, I didn't have to stay up till two o'clock in the morning with those clients. It just, and I felt like I was getting them better results. I felt like I was supporting them in a better way. And so I decided I wanted to close the agency and transition into full-time consulting. And this leads me to this, to where I even began with this topic around raise your authority. This was a weird transition for me to transition from an industry that I had become known in. I was doing really, really well. People knew me as a social media manager. It was, it felt really easy to get clients back then. We actually got to a point where I had to stop taking on clients. And that's a bad thing. Like you never want your business to get to a place where you have to turn people away. But it was scary because I didn't want to start from, from zero. We had maintained clients since June of 2020. I hadn't had a $0 month of business since June of 2020. And let me just say, I can still say that I have never had a $0 month of business since June of 2020. And it's something I'm proud of, and I wanted to maintain. So it was scary, but I was doing it. I I was like, I can't keep up this way. It's not healthy. I had gained a lot of weight (laughs) um, from depression and overwhelm. And I decided, I'm like, I've got to make this transition. And so we slowly but surely started to transition. It took a year. Because we started in the spring of 2021. Sorry, I apologize. We started in the fall of 2021 transitioning. I stopped taking on done-for-you service clients, and it took a year to fully transition out. Because I had clients who had contracts and clients who asked to stay on, cause so I would renew with some of my clients. But from then on, I was only advertising, marketing my consulting services. So in September of 2022, we finally like closed the agency. It was Dream Life Social. We finally closed the agency, and now I was doing full time consulting. And so in that time frame, there was a lot of mindset stuff that I had to go through with, you know, first of all, being scared of failing. Also like, will people take me seriously? They know me in this one area. My prices went up a lot. My structure went, you know, a little differently. My client experience was, was upping as well. Like my whole business was completely transformed. I even like created a new LLC and everything. Like, so my business transformed, it was now Chrissy and Co. And so with that, There was a lot of mindset work I had to do around positioning myself in this new light, I wanted people I needed people to look at me as Chrissy is the consultant, not the social media manager and so through that transition, I started using the term authority, because I was asking myself, how can I position myself as the expert? And I decided, like, I don't want to just be an expert, I want to be the authority, I want to be the only option, I want to be the go to person. And so I kind of started embodying this sense of authority, where I may not have been the go to person yet in the content marketing consulting world. But I was like, mentally, I was there, like, I was going to show up and show out as if I was the only option. And so I kept that mindset and it worked. Like I, most people that are on my page have no idea. I used to be a social media manager or they, they knew me, they met me at that point And now they view me in a different light. And so from there, I started to help my clients when they're pivoting to reposition themselves in this new light through their marketing. It takes mindset of really embodying the person that you want to be, you know, We've heard this term before, like, you know, start acting like you're start acting like the person you want to be start dressing like the person who has the body that you want, right? Like if you're trying, if you're going through a health transition and you're trying to lose weight dress for the body that you have is what I mean and embody the person that you want to be like. What does your next level version self look like? What does she do on a daily? What does her morning routine look like? What does she wear? What accessories does she wear? How does she talk? What does her office look like? And so these are some things that I started embodying. Who did I want to be, right? How can I embody that person now? And through that work came Raise Your Authority. It was something that I used to tell myself when I was feeling down. Girl, raise your authority. You are the only option. You are the go-to person. No one can touch you no one can do it like you they ain't me and that is something that i want you to to keep in mind and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in this podcast is they ain't me when someone starts comparing you to somebody else someone starts to doubt you i want you to remember they ain't me okay and i'm going to talk about this in another episode about a situation where someone doubted me in a certain area and <laughs> <laughs> I had to come up with the they ain't me because they aren't, okay? And so same thing with Raise Your Authority. Raise Your Authority came from a place of pivoting, but also embodying this new like next level version self, you know, that you that you um, saw yourself being. And so with that, the whole purpose of this podcast, like how did this come about? I started hosting events back in 2023. I hosted a couple summits, Raise Your Authority programs to really help people step up the way people view them online. And that comes from internally. There's a lot of mindset work that comes in with that. Also with the way you're talking about yourself online, the way you're positioning yourself online, the way you represent your brand, the way you speak, the way you look is embodying this next little version of yourself, but also creating marketing. That's so freaking good that you become the only option. Like, A lot of people say, oh, to become the authority, it's like the go-to expert. I don't want you to be the go-to expert. I want you to be the only option, right? There is no, no comparison. I don't believe in competition because I don't believe anyone could do what you do in the way that you do it. So how is there competition? There are other people in your industry that yes, that's true. There are other people in your industry that are in like the same line of work, but there is no comparison. There is no competition no one can do it like you. They ain't you. Okay. And so that's where this term came from. And this is where the podcast came from is when you listen to these episodes, when you come on here, I want you to one, embody the person that you desire to be now start acting like them. What is their life? What is your, that daily lifestyle look like? Start embodying her now, surround yourself with the things that make you feel like her. Okay. Obviously money plays a big part in what our like surrounding looks like, but we can play around with it. We can, we can alter it to, to, to embody that feeling and that essence, right? I'm not saying what is, if you want to be a millionaire and you want to have a Bentley and you want to start driving certain types of cars, you want to have a certain type of house, just start. What's the house that you have now? How can you decorate it in a way that it feels like your future house for the car that you have now? How can you take care of it and maintain it in the way that you would that okay same thing with the way that you look sure maybe you want to lose 50 pounds i have a really big goal this year of releasing 75 pounds this is not something i've publicly talked about but i'm going to talk about it more i have a really big goal of releasing 75 pounds i'm not saying losing because i don't plan on finding it ever again (laughs) but releasing 75 pounds okay but i can't dress for the person that i'm gonna for the 75 pounds later like loss, weight loss, right? I need to dress for my body is now. There are certain things that I do for myself, the way I wear my hair, the jewelry that I wear, like my next level version self always has funky jewelry. You know, she all, she wears makeup. She loves lipstick. She wears lipstick. So you will nine times out of 10, if you see me in a video, I always have a pop of lipstick on, right? And so same thing with my office. Like I have this vision of how I want my office to look like, and I actually am working on it this weekend. I bought this beautiful wallpaper and this paint and I have these decorations and I'm going to make this office into my dream office. It doesn't, I mean, have the space that I really desire, but I'm going to make it work. I'm going to embody it as much as I possibly can. And that's the most important thing. Same thing with your business. Like you may, there may be other people in your industry that you feel like are maybe better than you or that are more advanced than you. You've got to ignore that, unfollow them. If people are triggering you in a bad way, I think some people can trigger you in a positive way where they say things that need to be heard because sometimes we need to be we need to be told certain things so we can make changes. But if people are triggering you, unfollow them. Like if you are starting to compare yourself to this person daily and you find yourself almost copying this person, or if you find yourself like like feeling like you're less than, please unfollow this person. You don't need to be following them. It's nothing against them. It's not mean they're doing anything wrong, but they can be mentally impacting you. And so when it comes to what you do, I don't care where you're currently at in your business. I want you to raise your authority and own the fact that there is no other person like you. There is no other option. So when you show up on social media and you talk about your services, I want you to embody that. When you're on a sales call with someone there's no such thing as shopping around like you there's no one like you so you don't need to prove yourself to anyone and so this is the vibe this is the feeling this is the the mental clarity awareness confidence uh empowerment whatever feeling that i want you to have from this podcast is we are building authorities in this podcast we're talking about the real life parts of business we're talking about embodying this confidence and Embodying the person that you desire to be right now and owning your greatness, owning how good you are at what you do, and never ever letting anyone doubt, like doubt that greatness, never letting anyone doubt that greatness and never ever comparing ourselves to other people because they ain't you, okay? So that's raise your authority. I hope you're feeling fired up. That's a little bit about my story and how I was able to transition from all those other businesses and then from a very successful agency um, over to consulting where everyone views me in this new light. I am the authority in this space and I own that. And I say that with so much confidence and people may say I'm cocky, but it's not. It's just confidence, baby. So (laughs) if this is an area that you're like, I, I am like so ready to embody this new level of confidence. Like, just keep listening to this podcast. Like that's my call to action for you guys today is keep listening to this podcast, listen to the other episodes, share it with your friends. Please rate this podcast. Please comment and give feedback on this podcast. That is my call to action for you today is to listen to all these episodes and just embody everything that you're listening to.